point is, the end result is the same. Duty calls. I have searched the world over before you. That is so cool. You guys all just have this really tight bond. Just call me the computer whisperer. He seemed so nice and normal. You don't want to come back to my place? That smell makes me nauseous. I thought it was going to be a slow night. It's fucking fantastic. I love that sound. Can we go now? Hello! What's up, bro? Welcome to this extra special episode of Beer with Buffy. I'm Rex. I'm Josh. And today we are not reviewing any episode of Buffy. We are reviewing a comic book. The comic book Reunion by Jane Espenson. Which may or may not take place between... Angel Season 3, Episode 4, Carpe Noctum, and also Buffy Season 4, Episode 4, Flooded. So it happens between those two episodes and before Buffy Season 6, Episode 5, Life Serial, which we've already seen Buffy's reaction to in the Life Serial episode because we reviewed that last episode. And we'll get to see Angel's reaction, presumably... On the next episode we review, which is season three, episode five, Fredless. Yes. Have not done that yet as of this point. Correct. Josh found the comic on eBay and we got it and we wanted to review it. Ten bucks. A steal considering it was $3.50 new. I think accounting for inflation, that's about right. Yeah, actually. It didn't really gain any value at all. No. <laughs> well, the whole idea that comic books would gain money and you'd be able to sell them for a bunch was a complete fucking fabricated myth. Really? Yeah, it was mostly based off of one auction off of uh, an original um, Superman comic that auctioned off for fuck tons of money. Right. So everyone, everyone in the late 80s, early 90s was like, oh, comic books are going to be worth money. Hmm. Just like fucking Beanie Babies. Beanie, exactly. I was just going to compare it to that. And no, they weren't. They weren't. Mm-hmm. I remember a, a long while back, like a friend of the family or something, like had boxes of comic books and was like, you should look through these and see if they're worth any money. And I just looked and been like, they're not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I learned the hard way one time I was working at Goodwill and I freaked out because somebody turned in a, a whole bunch of old uh, Punisher comics. Yeah. And uh, the store manager was like, oh, we should send these to the other store because they do like collectibles over there. And I was like, no, they're they're not worth anything. You should let me take them. <laughs> um, and they were like, well, we have to put them out on the floor before and let them be there for a couple days before you can buy them. I was like, okay. And then I, I went and I bought them up and I was like, ha ha, I'm going to be a millionaire. <laughs> and then I took them to Fanfare, a, a local comic book store. And uh, yeah, they were like, uh, I, don't, I don't know what you want, bro. <laughs> this, uh, I can give you five cents a copy. Yeah. How's that sound? Yeah. I was like, Ugh. I don't know what I even ended up doing with them. I They're mostly like comic books have nostalgic value and that's it Mm -hmm. but like as far as being collectibles and being worth money no it's very very rare cases and like very rare printings or things like that yeah that are actually worth anything cool 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 good to know yeah just a heads up fans uh if you're if you're one of the fans who are listening to this as we release them uh just a heads up currently we're releasing this at the end of October. 
Um, we're going to do the next episode of October 2023. Yes, October 2023. Uh, we're going to be doing the next episode of Ale with Angel, and then we are going to be going on a short holiday break. Yeah, we know we just came off of a break about approximately 10 episodes ago, but we need another one. It's not going to be as long, and no. we will, of course, um, uphold our previous promise that we will suspend all um, payments from yep. our Patreon. Uh, so our, our November and December payments for Patreon will be suspended. Uh, we will be returning in the new year of 2024 in January. Yes. Not too long. Not a big deal. Thank you so much. Hey, Rex. Hey, what? I'm going to take a moment to give a little shout out to all of our executive producer, Patreon supporters, or as we playfully call them, Doodle Doos. Therefore, this is the fuck a doodle do segment. <laughs> now, if you'll excuse me, I have some names to read. They are Audrey, two French names, Bridget McCloy, Dead Serious, Callista, Ali B, Nathan Lancey, Dulcinea, Rachel Gregory, Rachel Doodle Do, D. Sharinghausen, Columbia the Seal, Mr. Tabalicious, Sandra Craig, Jay Sommer, Christina, Catherine Parkinson, Karen Moon, Chris V. Man, Pat Likes Turtles. Scarlett Joy, bad at changing their names, Heaps, Andy Burgess, Kfro Horse Dildo with a BWB logo gnome, Father DeFenestrato, Kelly MC, Jesse Rain, Alex from the Heart, and Carrie Phillips. Thank you so much. Without you, this show literally is not possible. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Rex says every episode. Yeah. Because, no, like, I, we probably wouldn't keep, have, like, kept it up. And we believe him. <laughs> so just a reminder, everybody. Don't forget to review us on iTunes. It's the best way that you can help us. Speaking of, somebody did. Yeah, we got a new iTunes review. Uh, Five-star review by Bad Fangirl. Title, Crack Open a Cold Ginger Beer with Rex. Dot, dot, dot. Or an often dangerously cheap bottle of wine with Josh. Parentheses, yes, please, for I, too, live dangerously. ha, ha, ha. My drink's better. <laughs> she writes, I've been a Buffy fan since the campy feature film and have not missed an aired episode. Josh and Rex both do a great job overanalyzing the occasional lack of logic behind s some aspects of the show and making humorous or insightful character observations. They recently read my email in their episode, Women's Plumbing, and hey, we're reading your review right now. That's right. This excited me so very much. Yes, apologies for typing Harry Groner's name wrong. Invader Zim voice, which I am not going to attempt. Did I make it worse or better? I've never really watched Invader Zim, but I'm assuming it's something like Urkel. No, it's it's not. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to do it anyway. Did I make it worse or better? <laughs> That was a bit more, uh, oh, Mandark from Dexter's Lab. The bad guy from Dexter's Lab. I can't remember. Got nothing. Okay, I'm going to do that stupid dog from the Hanna-Barber cartoons. <laughs> Did I make it worse or better? <laughs> she continues, I especially love the mom synopsis and... Would love to hear Josh apply his great impersonations to improv some of his own scenes between Buffy characters as he has done in the past. Whether it goes to the sexy places, up to you. Oh, it will. This was Rose, a.k.a. Bad Fangirl. 
I don't know. If you're uh, been watching Buffy that long, you know, I think that makes you a good fangirl. Like you're dedicated. Yeah, but she's she's bad, Rex. <laughs> she's a uh, bad like a broody angel. Forgive me, Daddy. <laughs> I've been a bad girl. No, it's forgive me, Father, for I have sinned. Oh. <laughs> well, the last thing on the docket here is hey, a mom synopsis. Well, it's it's very presumptuous of you that I would have gone out of my way to write one of those for a comic. Joshua! What are you doing, Joshua? <laughs> God, Mom. God, why can't you just let me read my comic books? Oh, no. What a <laughs> filthy habit, Joshua. Those things will rot your brains. Come on. It's not worse than TV. At least I'm reading something. I disagree, Joshua. It's filthy, smutty, artistically inspired, story-driven, engaging tripe. <laughs> Most of those words you just said aren't bad. <laughs> yes, I enjoy some tripe too, but don't you get smart with me, mister! <laughs> so, you think TV, which is just flashing lights that beam into your face all day while you sit there marinating in your own bodily <laughs> fluids, is somehow better than actively using your brain to absorb abstract concepts through an ancient set of symbols and colorful still frame depictions of events? See, there you go, using big words again, Joshua. You know I don't think. <laughs> yes, how very rude of me to assume. <laughs> Finally, we agree on something. Well, if you're going to be a comic book nerd, at least do it in private and don't expect me to pay for your nasty little habit. Oh, no, not private time. You've defeated me again with your super parenting. What are you even doing in my house, Joshua? I thought you moved out! Hey, gotta get material for my podcast somehow, because today on Beer with Buffy, while Buffy is training with Giles in the back room of the Magic Box, Xander, Anya, and Dawn share fictional stories about what they think likely happened between Buffy and Angel during their little get-together, while Willow runs off to buy an obscure magical ingredient, or so she says... But the stories take a weird dark turn and each of them uncontrollably adds a fire demon to the story that attacks their fictional Buffy. Giles and Buffy, done training now, overhear this and Giles is concerned that a demon has infiltrated their subconsciousnesses. But Willow returns and resolves some of the confusion by asking if they've received her telepathic message about a fire demon. This does not, however, resolve the fact that there is a fire demon that is coming for <laughs> Buffy. That however, takes care of itself immediately as Buffy and the Scoobies are forced to suddenly fight and extinguish the fire demon. Willow keeps it a secret, but we see in a flashback that she was attempting to cast a spell to compel Buffy to talk about her reunion with Angel, but it didn't go quite as planned. The end. Ladies, gentlemen, spiny-headed creatures. As soon as the sun goes down, down, down. Our comic book opens on the the magic box uh, with Buffy and Giles training in the back room. I'm sorry, where? On the magic, magic box. box. That's right. Yeah, there we go. That's fucking right. We open with Buffy and Giles tr in the training room. Uh, the Scoobs are kind of wondering 
What happened between Buffy and Angel? They're doing some speculation. Yeah, over in the training room, uh, I love that the opening panel is Giles flying across the room while Anya, Xander, and Willow watch. Yeah. Buffy apologizes. Giles forgives. He's like, perfectly all right. You just didn't know your own ludicrous strength. <laughs> and Anya thinks Buffy isn't normal since her death and recently seeing Angel. Uh, Willow supposes she's doing better than they, possibly better than they think, perhaps, based on what? I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> Hope. <laughs> Blind hope. Blind, stinking <laughs> hope. Right. And the three of them fuck off into the other part of the store, into the main part of the store, and they leave Buffy and Giles to train in peace. Peace. Uh, hard air quotes. Yes. Um, so now they're all sitting at the round table next to the loft and the bookshelves, and I, I have a quote of the day out of the gate here. Anya has her ear to the door. and uh, she's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hear thumping and muted English pain. She did it again. <laughs> so uh, Xander agrees that it's because of seeing Angel that she's all out of whack. And he wonders what went on. Willow steps out announcing that they're all free to speculate on what happened whilst she goes and acquires a rare magical ingredient. The implication being heavy that she personally will not be speculating, yeah. but seeing good and goddamn sure what happened between Buffy and Angel. Yeah. Uh, I did like her line here. Uh She's talking about having to go talk to a witch to get the ingredient, and she says of the witch that she puts the hag in haggle. Hello, <laughs> it was a very willow, yeah, very willow moment. I I love that um, we we know the characters all so well. Right, this has easily been the most I guess I'll just say positive uh, comic book reading experience for me because I'm normally not familiar with the characters right? and it doesn't register so quickly yeah, and easily. And you, you were never a comic book kid. No, not really. Unlike me. Mm -hmm. But yeah, Anya takes Willow right up on her offer to speculate and suggests <laughs> that they take turns because it sounds fun. Yeah. Then. No beating around the bush there. She's just like, let's do this. She <laughs> is a giddy goat. Uh, Xander sees no need to speculate because he's positive he knows exactly what happened. Exactly. And I think I'm positive I know exactly what Xander thinks he knows exactly what happened. Yeah. Well, the next, the next page. Full goddamn page panel of a bedroom with several articles of clothing flying around. And uh, this is uh, where the comic book establishes color-coded speech boxes for while the characters are speaking over their vision, mind's eye versions of the stories. I, I just want to put this. So all the different stories in here are done by different artists. And they actually hired an artist who did just this page. That's funny. Just this one page. That's all he did. <laughs> uh, Ryan Suk. Did just that one page of their clothes up in the air. Hey, uh, we <laughs> we just need you to draw Buffy and Angel's clothes flying across yeah. the room. <laughs> it, is there any nudity in it? Well, no. no. Well, then I'm not doing it. <laughs> well, no, but he did. Tell you what, you draw the nudity, you give it to me, but we can't publish it. <laughs> God damn it, I mean. It was actually two <laughs> panels, two pages. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's the real treasure right there. Or they just cropped it real close. <laughs> just took that one that one part with the clothes. Bastards. <laughs> Those bastards. I'm a perv. Yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, you always got to take it to the sexy place. I've got a penis. I'm a man with a penis. <laughs> well, I can't talk about that. We're in a school. Okay. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, so colored speech boxes, tan for Anya, blue for Xander, pink for Dawn. Not that yep. that matters to you listeners at the moment. <laughs> They're playing it as if all the characters can see vividly what one character, in this case Xander, is describing. So vividly, it's as if they're reading the comic book also and not receiving a verbal description. I personally think it's along the lines of, like, in community, when the whole study group, like, imagines a thing together. Yeah. That's how I that's how I envision and it. And they stop and they pick out one nonverbal detail as if they were all watching. Yeah, it's that old gag. Yeah. It's cute. Anyway, so to the clothes, uh, Anya comments, what's that? And Xander specifies, their clothes. <laughs> another another quote of the day here. Anya says, oh, I get it. They're being discarded in the haste of passion. <laughs> Dawn pipes in, although I don't know how we're supposed to know that it's Dawn other than retroactively after turning the page, because there's suddenly a pink box, and we're like, who's the that, pink that, box? That, that's, a nor- that's a normal comic book thing. I hate that. <laughs> Fuck comic books. I'm leaving. I'm going home. Anyway, Dawn says, I got here late. What is it? Anya starts to bring Dawn up to speed that they're speculating about Buffy and Angel and starts to say that Xander thinks that they had sex. But Xander interrupts with a rollicking good adventure instead of sex because they have to baby this 15-year-old. To be fair, sex is oftentimes a rollicking good adventure. Right? Yeah. Why not both? Why not? (laughs) But yeah, they have to baby her because she's 15 and couldn't possibly know what sex is. Yeah. Um, Not possibly. Yeah, next episode doesn't have anything to do with that. Exactly. Except for the part where it does a lot. Only a smidge. (laughs) Uh, Dawn has a knowing, yeah, whatever look on her face because she's not stupid and she's old enough to know damn well that people have sex. But she placates Xander's puritanical sensibilities and asks him, like what, Xander? Cut to... Story number one. So... In Xander's story, Angel and Buffy meet at the Hollywood sign in L.A. Mm-hmm. Xander, notably through this, Xander narrates Angel as being not very smart or confident. Very insecure. Yeah, very insecure. It's almost like he's projecting. Yeah, totally projecting. Mm-hmm. But they meet up and... They shake hands and overly yeah. politely... Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you've been reanimated. You look good, too. Yes. All right. (laughs) Good to see you, friend. Normal, yeah, normal running into your ex kind of stuff. Sometimes, actually, yes, depending on the ex. It's not like they're running into each other at the grocery store exactly. They met up on purpose. But Angel explains that he is being hunted by a hot demon, a gang leader, apparently, Mm -hmm. who... But microwave popcorn hot, yes. not... Yes, not angel hot. Yeah, well, she says Tom Cruise hot. Yeah, whatever. but we know what but she's thinking. Fuck Tom Cruise. Or don't. We know what she's thinking. Oh. <laughs> angel, or... We know what she's thinking, but Xander just can't admit how hot angel she's is. She's thinking you can do some kinky stuff with popcorn. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... Actually, can't think of anything kinky that you can do with popcorn. And no, before you say a fucking word, I don't want to know. Stick it up there and just wait for it to go pop. <laughs> Did it happen? Did it? Popcorn butt. Woo! Yeah, popcorn butt, Rex. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Yeah, I actually did. I just... That's where your prostate is. You pop that corn and then you see it coming. Hey, oh, woo! <sighs> <laughs> okay. 
I don't think so, Josh. Oh, God. <laughs> so, yeah, they hear a crackling noise, but before Buffy can ask if Angel heard something, a big fiery demon thing has tackled Angel, and he screams, Ah, it's burning me! <laughs> and the demon makes a lame attempt at some villain banter. Uh, he's like, And that's the good news! Are you ready? Because here it comes! I really don't know what he was supposed to mean by that, but... Yeah. He's interrupted well, by... Xander's just not that clever. He's yeah. <laughs> This is making that very apparent. Because uh, the demon's interrupted by a flying dragon kick to the face from Buffy. Yeesh. He recovers and grabs Buffy's throat. We can hear the sizzling of his fiery hand on her neck. Uh, there's some kind of ambient cracking noise off to the side, which at first I thought was just the sound of the... F- I've, this guy, this dude's basically a flame atronach from yeah. the Elder Scrolls. Oh, yeah. So I call him that sometimes. I, I did. I did like uh, in the narration. There's a kind of a banter between Anya and Xander, where Anya's like, "What is that noise you're making?" I like that because it's a. It's hinting that Anya notices the sound that the characters in the comic don't. Well, I think it's implying that Xander's actually making these yeah, sound effects with exactly. his mouth. But also, it's, I think, a little bit of a, a jibe at like comic book noises. Also that. Yeah. Yeah, it's just a line of K's and R's yeah, exactly. or something. And I, I enjoy that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots of meta comic book nods here. Yeah. I, I do enjoy that as well. But yeah, I thought these sound effects spelled out were just the sound of the flame atronox body simmering. But Anya uh, inquires about it because she's confused. Yeah. So as Angel cries out uncharacteristically begging the demon not to hurt Buffy, standing there helplessly (laughs) instead of doing something, the second L of the Hollywood sign falls on top of the demon. Squish. (laughs) Squish. Was it Anya or Don who was like, would that even kill it? I think it was Don. <laughs> yeah, Don is quite the little snapper. Oh, yeah. Honestly. Well, teenager. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she also grew up around this group of right. people. Yeah. So, like, that would turn you into a hell of a smart ass. No small amount of sarcasm amongst this group. No, 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 no. Uh, yeah, Anya doesn't buy it. Don thinks it's dumb. I agree with both of them. Don commandeers this shit brick of a story to tell an actually romantic version. Yes. Where, excuse me, where they're not just horny rabbits and Angel isn't overtly putting Buffy in danger. Well, this guy wants to fight with weapons. I've got it covered from A to Z. From axe to Z other axe. I'm fairly certain I said no interruptions. So then we move. We move to story number two, mm-hmm. which is Dawn's. Angel and Buffy meet at a beach. It's it's very over dramatic reading, like very. Oh yes, yeah, very. The the way Dawn puts it is, he called her because if he didn't see her, he would die. Yeah, which you know, depending on which phase in their relationship is kind of accurate. <laughs> Like, not in the current phase of their relationship, but there was definitely a time within the span of their relationship where that seemed very accurate. It's definitely still lingering a bit, though. I mean, the way they both ran for each other, like when Angel gets the news that she's alive and when she gets the phone call, they're both just like, I'm on my way. No questions asked. 
fuck anything that I'm currently doing. Exactly. But I really enjoyed uh, how pedantic Anya gets here. We get a fun little moment where she's like, actually, he's already dead. <laughs> yeah. So Dawn tries to refa- rephrase it to appease Anya's lack of ability to ignore <laughs> obvious colloquialisms <laughs> that don't match literal definitions. And uh, she's like, I mean, his heart spoke of her with every tortured beat. Actually, his heart doesn't beat. (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, well, his heart doesn't speak either, Anya. (laughs) But you're not bothering to correct that, are you? Yeah, it's it's probably one of the funnier moments, Mm -hmm. honestly. So Dawn implores that Anya uh, stops with the actuallys, and then we cut back to Dawn's story. Yeah. So, yeah, they're swooning over each other. And then... Oh, Angel. Yeah. Buffy. (laughs) Yeah, so remember how we described that they're able to uh, see each other's mind's eye visions of their stories because Anya notices this orange flame in the background and wonders if it's a campfire, uh, while in the foreground, Angel and Buffy kiss passionately. Yeah. All right, so there is something that's kind of a complete aside tangent, but I I feel like we'd be doing our listeners a disservice. Let me just open to the page real quick for you. Not that I need to. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about the second I bring it up anyway. I want to talk a little bit about this full-page ad. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, it's for the PlayStation 2. For the game Kinetica on the PlayStation 2. A racing game that features scrawny women in G-strings wearing what they call kinetic suits which is a very very loose which, loose term and the the ad in here pretty much has the woman there are essentially boots that start at mid thigh mm-hmm. and then the upper body of the suit starts above the the bottom of the rib cage yeah and so this kinetic yeah. suit hard air quotes essentially makes them a motorcycle human and the only body part still visible um is their ass is their ass and midsection and the camera is focused or the uh, you know the perspective of the ad if we were to call it a camera is focused directly on the ass the tagline is actually where g string meets g force yeah the the, <laughs> the copy for this ad it's what they're wearing in the fast lane. <laughs> Slip into a kinetic suit and feel the intense competition. Scale walls, cling to ceilings, pull off ground and aerial stunts on 12 futuristic tracks. Man and machine are united. Pure speed never looked so good. I mean, <laughs> sure, it's been 20 years and I hate to say it, but Mario Kart 8 did it better. And they <laughs> right. they didn't have to be horribly sexist about yeah. it um because so the, they knew what the fuck they were doing it's the worst kind of over sexualization of women's bodies that the 90s and early 2000s had to offer it's like someone said i need a racing game that's <laughs> sexy but he told it to nerds who just fap to calendars all day yeah and had never actually met a woman in their life let alone dated one. And uh, so it's it's never been clearer to me the way that they use hormonal reactions and the instinctual desire to reproduce as a control mechanism to simply make money regardless of how damaging and toxic that kind of mentality is to children with no strong guidance otherwise. Yeah. Kids who learn about the world around them through the media they consume. 
Yes, children, here! You, you, you want to play with this faceless motorcycle that you can fuck, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. That'll be $60. Go beg your parents. Well, I mean, they're aiming for a specific demographic when it comes to comic books. Uh-huh. And you know what's funny to me is I didn't notice this ad. <laughs> like at all really? like it didn't even register okay. because i'm so accustomed to reading comic books from when i was a kid that like the ads don't even register in my brain i just move on it just washed right past yeah. you yeah i don't i don't pay any lick of attention to the ads anymore when i read a comic okay haven't for years because i i mean that makes I've sense just tons yeah i'm getting really fucking desensitized to to ads as well but i just i get really fucking angry when i'm at the uh at the gas pump and they're yes. fucking LCD yes. screen. I fucking like, hate those. I just want to lean against my car and not be bothered for a minute while my I car I want to zone out and just up. stare at the numbers go. Yeah. Like, I don't want to fucking listen to shit. Yeah. And you're just shoving more. You found another little crevice of my life to shove ads into. Yep. Fuck you, people. Fuck you so much. This is one of the reasons, by the way, that I really want to live or spend time living in some foreign countries uh-huh. because while I obviously cap capitalism when it comes to most countries in the world is ubiquitous, but I really want to experience what it's like living in some of these other places where it's not American capitalism. Yeah, that would be interesting. And I suspect depending on the country, mind you, I suspect quite refreshing. I, I was just going to say, I think it'd be very relaxing not to have to walk to the other side of my car to let it gas up so that yeah. I don't have to stare at their fucking ads. You know, this something just occurred to me. I wonder if they have these stupid ad things in Oregon. Hmm. Because in Oregon, you're not supposed to pump your own gas. Oh, yeah. I bet they don't. I bet they don't. They probably just really piss off all the people that work there. Probably. Not that they give a shit. Right, yeah. But no, so I watched some gameplay footage of <laughs> of Connecticut. Honestly, it looks fucking boring. It's an average racing game. Okay, they do some shit with gravity. Right. Like I said, Mario Eight Mario Kart eight does it better. Well, it couldn't have been too good. I I don't remember the game at all. Yeah, I mean I I was never much of a console kid other than Nintendo's. And of course the like tiny, tiny little ass screenshots they have in this ad. Literally, it's just women's asses. Yeah, it's it's just a racing game with some pixelated G-string asses on the motorcycles. It, it's The game looks really sad, actually. But to be fair... Rated teen with mild violence and suggestive themes. Oh, slightly suggestive. <laughs> uh, the, the only fair thing I have to say about this is I think some of the motorcycle asses were male. So... They weren't just singling out women. I mean, you'd never know that to look at the ad. Right. But. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> but, you know, what? G-string meets G-force. God yeah, damn. Yeah, it's so fucking bad. Oh, God so, damn. Can, I, let's get back to Buffy. Yeah, I just thought that was hilarious, <laughs> and I had a whole tangent about it. So, anyway. Oh, and hey, look, the next page is a, a ad for Buffy DVDs. Nice. Yeah, a little more on topic. <laughs> yeah. I like that. So, ignoring the campfire comment from uh, Anya, Don continues with Angel and Buffy's reunion. They're holding each other close, and now after they kiss, Angel whispers to her, You're alive. And they, they both still have their eyes closed. Buffy's like, I 
am, but I was dead, Angel. Some, some really great dramatic reading material here, honestly. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Angel's like, and you took my soul with you. And Anya is just a Twitter with excitement over this. <laughs> and she's like, oh, Xander, say more things to me like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Xander sarcastically is like, thanks, Dawn. Yeah, thanks so much, Dawn. I'm like, I don't know what you're complaining about, Xander. Dawn is inadvertently schooling you on how to please your woman. And yeah. she's only 15. Right. This is raw, what a woman <laughs> wants kind of shit here. So I, I have to mention this. And I'll actually talk about the artwork and the panels more at length at the end of this. But I do specifically want to mention in this section of Dawn's story, it suffers from a problem that a lot of 90s comic books suffered from. And that is with the artwork of Buffy, it is drawn to where as much as possible you can see both her ass, cleavage, and both tits. Wow. Like, look at this frame and just look at the contortion that this character drawn yeah. does with her spine so that you can see her ass and tits. Hmm. That right there is bad art. <laughs> Good to know. But yeah, I, and the one directly below it, she's literally yeah. pointing her ass directly at the, at the viewer. Yeah. And like she's laying on her back yet. You can see both tits. Mm-hmm. It's like this, <laughs> I have things to say, but I just, I can't leave this scene without mentioning this. And also she switches dresses halfway through, yes. but they, it's, it's a thing. Um, she's wearing the same pink top, but now a long white skirt with a slit up, right up the side of it. So it's a more flowy and more importantly, she has more kicking range and uh, Anya notices the dress is different somehow. Yep. Dawn simply says that she changed her mind. Uh, but again, with the fourth wall breaking, so Buffy declares that she and Angel are the same now, and she, I think we can be together finally. And Angel questions reality because he's, I've dreamt of this so many times. Uh, but ominously, there is a fiery claw in the foreground of the panel. And then, Peace. bam, fire demon stomps Buffy to the ground, and Angel exclaims, no! And Xander, of course, asks, uh, isn't this the fire demon from my story? Which confuses Dawn because yeah. she didn't mean to put a demon in her story. He just kind of showed up. Yeah. The story kind of starts taking over. And uh, Buffy kick flips the demon off into the ocean where it sizzles and he screams, Arg, whatever, Gurarg. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're, so, we're sorry, we're still going. Yes, we're still going. That's my bad. Anya interjects, wondering if the water will kill it. Now we're back in the at the round table in the magic box. Don unceremoniously describes that, no, the water doesn't kill it, but it does enable them to kill it without burning themselves. Yes. And then Buffy chops its head off with a piece of clamshell. Sh yeah, sharp clamshell. <laughs> sharp. Yeah. I mean, I guess it's just sharp because it's clamshell. I don't know how sharp <laughs> clamshell is, but. I don't want to share my feelings. I don't want to open up. I want to find the guy that killed Tina. And I will look him in the eye. Then what? Then I'm going to share my feelings. Uh, 
Anya wishes she could have seen that, and Xander's confused now as to whether or not this actually happened. Dawn's like, uh, no, it's it's not what she intended, but that the story just kind of took over. She meant yeah. for it to be all romantical, as she puts it, and not chopping off demon heads. And Anya points out that it makes sense that the story would turn into them chopping off demon heads, because that was, in fact, the entire basis of their entire relationship. Yeah. After all, Buffy and Angel's relationship was built around the cooperative killing of others. Yeah. And uh, Anya takes over. It's Anya's turn now. Yeah. Cut to a Denny's in Oxnard. There is a brief a brief pause here. She starts to tell her story, mentions that they they didn't go to L.A. because they met halfway. Right. They're actually going to meet in a Denny's in Oxnard. And then, of course, Xander's... A, that, that location makes more sense. Yes. A place they can really talk. Yeah. <laughs> well, and Xander kind of stops on you here and is like, no, 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 we can't talk about that. I think, like, mentioning maybe they did something it into Denny's and Oxnard. It seems like it's based on an experience <laughs> they had at uh, Denny's. Yeah. Perhaps the Denny's and Oxnard. Yeah. But she's like, no, I'm not going to talk about sex. And then they have a pause where Xander's like, actually, I don't I think we should just stop telling stories altogether because they seem to be kind of taking over and telling themselves. But they make a nice juicy burger, Rex. Yes, they do make a nice juicy burger. When they have staff to do it. Yes. <laughs> I'm not bitter. So, um, yeah. Why not Denny's? Why not? <laughs> Fucking hell. I'll tell you why not Denny's on you. Because it's a cheap garbage hole that doesn't have a clue how to staff its business, let alone pay that staff, let alone running a restaurant in general. That's why. Yeah. Accurate. But I'm not bitter. <laughs> so. Nice to know, I guess, there's at least Denny's in California, though. Good, good, good for them. Or at least there were. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows with the pandemic anymore? Well, you know what Denny's' honorary tagline is, right? No. It's not a place you go. It's a place you end up. <laughs> okay, yeah, I do remember that now. <laughs> yeah. No one chooses Denny's. They really don't. <laughs> Never. Not once. <laughs> God, so. when I was when I was a early 20s, late teen, the tiny ass town I fucking lived in, at night there were literally two places to go. Mm -hmm. There was the donut the shop. donut shop. And Denny's. <laughs> or and I guess we could go to, to Walmart and Meyer. They used to be open 24 sure. hours. Not sure. Anymore. Yeah. Those were the days. <sighs> Miss doing my fucking grocery shopping at 1 a.m. 1 a.m.? Lightweight. <laughs> 3 and 4 a.m. were prime hours for me. Yeah. But anyway, those like Denny's was one of the only fucking places that we could go in our town. So I, I spent a lot of my early 20s in a Denny's. Oh, yeah. That's where I started drinking coffee. It was terrible. Oh, yeah. my God. It was so burnt and awful. See, I started drinking coffee at the donut shop. Uh, probably slightly better. Oh, way, way better. Maybe. Yeah, way better. Good to know. They actually had pretty good coffee then. I don't know about now. Hmm. I'm also way more into much stronger coffee now, so I can't really drink the weak ass like diner coffee. Yeah, yeah, now it's all just really weak in comparison. But uh, anyway, uh, Xander tries to tell Anya to stop because something's wrong, something's controlling their stories, and they need to figure it out. And Anya's like, yeah. oh, okay. So they're at the Denny's in Oxnard. <laughs> and Xander's like, hey! And Anya's all, uh, 
I'm not telling the story, Xander. I mean, I am, but I can't help it. And this is where Buffy and Angel decided to meet because they wanted to be somewhere they could really talk. Yeah. Over a coffee. Because they need to talk. And a burger. That's which, quite juicy. Which sounds really good, actually. <laughs> um, God, I want a burger so bad. Actually, no, I want fucking French fries. So they, they zoom out in the next panel to, <laughs> you can't have French fries anymore. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck you. You know what actually sounds like a really good replacement for French fries? Plantains. How do you feel about plantains? You fry them up, they taste just like potatoes. Might have to check that out. Yeah, give that a try. Uh, you know what I also discovered I can't eat? Hmm. Potentially onions. Oh, shit, son. Um, it, All the nightshade plants are just fucking you up, aren't they? Yeah. Damn. What about tomatoes? What's next? Um, I used to think tomatoes were a problem, but they haven't been. Weird. I don't know. I Something weird's going on with my whole fucking digestive system. I don't know. I'm nearly fucking 40. I may as well just curl up and die at this point. Uh, that's exactly what I was going to suggest, Rex. I'm so glad we're on the same wavelength. <laughs> like... Three months ago, I was like, no, I'm going to be 40. It's no big deal. And then this shit with my fucking diet started happening. And now now it's like, oh, my God, I'm old. Just get a little more exercise. It'll be fine. What could possibly go wrong? I am. It's just not working as well anymore. <laughs> fucking 40. All right. So, uh, so we zoom out in the next panel to hear Angel confirming Anya's suspicions. Yes. And I'm sorry. I'm going to go full uh, dramatic reading right now. Uh, do it. I've been waiting for it. Oh, yeah. Angel says, I'm glad we came someplace where we can really talk. Yes, we need this much more than we need vigorous sexual intercourse. <laughs> also, this burger is especially juicy. You look good. You look the same, which is good. Not me. <laughs> I look in the mirror, and sometimes I have no idea who that is in there. That'll pass. You'll find yourself pulled back into the world. I don't know. Trust me. I've been where you are. No, Angel, you haven't. There's something you don't know. And Dawn does that thing where she interrupts in order to question the things that are actively being explained like oh my god just fucking listen for two fucking seconds longer <laughs> and if people didn't do this to me all the time in real life maybe it wouldn't piss me off so much and i could just accept it as a tv I mean, trope it, it is also the entire reason the mom synopsis exists <laughs> it literally is <laughs> so but because uh Literally, Angel's next line is exactly what Don was asking. He says, what are you talking about? What? What don't I know? And Buffy starts to explain something about alternate dimensions or universes or something, but she gets cut off at alternate by a big demon crashing through the window right on top of them. Xander says, I told you so. And uh, Angel gets whacked in the temple by a flying dining table. Yeah. Them tables. Got to watch out for that shit. You do. Um, uh, but yeah, Xander's like, oh, I told you so. And then, of course, Anya's like, no, it, it's not the demon from your story. It's a, it's a rabbit. How terrifying. They have such strong legs. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's so much more terrifying. They do, by the way, have very strong legs. I believe that. Getting kicked by a rabbit, not fun. <laughs> you would know. I would. <laughs> <laughs> your weird fucking... Rabbit stepdad. 
Anyway, so Anya's uh, relieved that this is actually the demon she intended to talk about. So apparently she is, in, in fact, still in control of her own story. Yes, kind of. Buffy <laughs> whacks it with the table as it's, uh, you know, fictional Buffy in the story. Uh, whacks the rabbit with the table as its arms and hands suddenly become more spindly and claw-like. Yeah, which, it's a nice little slow transition. A little, little bit suspicious there. Which yeah. Dawn notices once again breaking the fourth wall in the mind's eye thing. and uh, Even Buffy is taken aback by the rabbit demon transforming in front of her. Uh, the rabbit demon becomes super skeletal and bursts into flames. Xander is Captain Obvious. He's like, it's him. Buffy, dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Buffy cracks it across the jaw, burning her knuckles. She frantically tries to wake Angel, um, who is still lying on his back, begging for his help. She stands to face the demon alone, holding her left arm, looking injured. Uh, the demon picks Buffy up by the throat as Dawn begs Anya to stop because Buffy's dying. And then real Buffy confusedly inquires, I am? I don't feel dying, and I should know. She should know, in fact. That's one of my quotes of the day. She has quite a lot of experience on the matter. She she has more than most alive people. Yeah. <laughs> twice as much. Yes. Actually, is it four times as much? Because she's died twice. She's died twice. Yeah. So is it... I mean... Because it's twice as much if you've died once. Yeah. So oh, it would be no. three times as much. We're bad at math. Okay. So Don and Anya explained that they to were be telling. Fair, that's weird math. It is weird Just math. Just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry for interrupting. <laughs> that's fine. Uh, Don and Anya explained that they were telling stories about her and that they kept going out of control. Yeah. Xander attempts to deny that they were speculating about her and Angel, but is cut off by Anya. Don and Anya continue there were hot demons. <laughs> yeah. And in my version, you lost. I love how uh, both Buffy and Giles are just very confused. Like, nothing that these three are saying make any fucking sense. Giles actually does a really good job, though, of picking up on what's going on. Yeah, It is, however, fun yeah. to, to watch his befuddled face, even in and a comic book. It, it's, it does lack a little something, though. Yeah. It's, it's, not, it's not actually Anthony Stewart head, and it's just... <sighs> I know you gotta you gotta make it up in your head. But yeah, Giles worries that uh, something's going on because uh, maybe some demon has infiltrated their consciousnesses. <laughs> Here, I'll, I'll I'll help you imagine Giles a little better. Okay. He, on the other hand, has completely gleaned exactly what's going on or what seems to be happening, and he says, "Are you saying some demon was menacing Buffy in stories that came to be out of your control?" My voice is all fucked up from doing the the angel voice. Ah. Well, don't. Yeah. Otherwise, I could get that more raspy Giles yeah. impersonation going. Are you saying some demon was menacing Buffy in stories that came to be out of your control? I don't know. Uh, Xander's impressed by Giles' ability to get all that from the scattered statements they'd made. Which yeah, I am too. Right? Not quite. He also questions if subconsciousness is, mm -hmm. is a word. Yeah. And, and it, fun fact, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Xander. You were right about exactly one thing. Ever. Even a period. Broken like, clock is it. right twice a day. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not even that good, Xander. <laughs> oh. Poor Xander. Not really. So, <laughs> I, I honestly, I agree, though. I say pluralize whatever the yeah. fucks you want. Fucks English. A lot of S's in there, though. It makes it hard to say. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you just kind of sound like Squirrely it's just, Dan. It's just if, too many. If you start, it's too many s's. It's too many s's. Yes. Is that's <laughs> what you said, Rex? God, I'm gonna throw shit at you. Once upon a time, there was um, a kitty. She was very little, and she was all alone, and nobody wanted her. Did the kitty get chosen by some nice people? Well, now you ruin the ending. So the door dings, and uh, Willow urgently barges in, wondering if they've received her telepathic warning about a fire demon. Yeah, it turns out she has been trying to send them messages telepathically with magic, and, you know, maybe, Willow, you should have just called. That might have been better, and everyone seems a bit, you know, put off by this. Yeah, stop using magic every time you need to take a dump. Like, Zan... Was it Xander or Anya who's like, oh, well, at least it's not demons. But then Dawn mentions how it feels icky and gross. And Giles, of course, is quite concerned about, you know, the telepathic fucking messages. Oh, yes. This is much better than having a demon invading your minds. It's all wonderful, really. Except (laughs) for the impending attack. Yeah. Yeah. They they all agree that it's better to have Willow in your head than a demon. But it's still... Still not great. Yeah, not super great. Like, <laughs> hey, Willow, boundaries. Yeah. You know? But Buffy springs into action collecting weapons and asks Willow where the demon is. Willow explains uh, she was with a witch who had a crystal ball and she saw the demon in it and somehow, hard air quotes, knew it was coming for Buffy. Yeah. I think she's not telling us something. And she's not. <laughs> so Buffy's like... Well, crystal balls are about the future. She really every man's the shit out of this. Yeah. Like, so this demon, it could be like weeks away or or like I need to borrow a cup of sugar from the neighbors and get out the nice drinking glasses <laughs> because the fire demon is all like, oh, yeah, who wants hot Kool-Aid? Doesn't that sound delicious, Rex? Ugh. Hot Kool-Aid. <sighs> yeah. Put some apple cider vinegar in Isn't that. that a- sketch or something i don't know is it yes it is it is a sketch for uh i think it was um college humor it was an old college humor hot kool-aid sketch oh i think man you can't do anything original these days can you no (laughs) Uh, simpsons did it anyway so he's all like who wants hot kool-aid and, like, what I want is for you to pay for that fucking door you just broke, you goddamn yeah. dumpster fire. But no, really, Buffy's like, and uh, so, so a couple of weeks or bam, sooner or sooner. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sooner, sooner than later, Buffy. <laughs> so Fire Demon crashes through the door. Buffy charges it immediately with her axe. Uh, uh, doesn't really do a whole lot. Uh, the demon takes the axe from her. She punches it. It doesn't. Need, they kind of left it to your imagination. I imagine that she threw it and he caught it. Yes. That's really what I got. And then he threw it back at her and she dodged. Yeah. She punches it. It burns her hand. Uh, Someone tries to stab it with a sword. I didn't, I couldn't tell who stabbed it with a sword. Giles, because in the next frame, he's standing posed, poised as if he had just chucked a sword. Obviously, stabbing him with a sword doesn't do anything because he's a skeleton who's on fire. (laughs) <laughs> right yeah it's not uh it's not really how that works i mean no. it's, it's not in fact elder scrolls where you can kill a flame atronach 
with yeah. a sword. Yeah. Uh, everyone's running around screaming. Giles is worried about the books. Won't someone think of the books? Won't someone think <laughs> of the books? Yes, you, Giles. Yes. You're the one who thinks of the books. Because you're the librarian, for fuck's sake. <laughs> the books are your job. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and uh, so we we also see the demon get pelted with some crossbow bolts. We zoom yeah. out. And, and it's Dawn. Go her. Yeah. Good fucking aim, girl. And the rest of the Scoobies are armed to the teeth. This is where we see Giles poised, having yeah. just thrown the saber. Anya and Dawn wielding crossbows. And Xander and Willow uh, have a mace and a saber as well, respectively. Uh, Giles cries out, no, not the books. <laughs> Anya states the obvious. He's going to burn down the store around us. And yeah. she also notices Buffy wrapping her hand with a white strip of cloth. Yeah. An ancient fucking expensive shroud. Yeah. And Buffy is unconcerned by yeah. this. Yeah. <laughs> she takes another shot at the demon's face, this time presumably unaffected by the heat. Yeah. Maybe it's a magical shroud. Perhaps. It had magical properties. Indeed. Yeah. I, I also thought of that. Or it could have just been nice and thick. But, no, the fight doesn't last much longer because Buffy pulls out the ultimate weapon. A fucking fire extinguisher. Yeah. <laughs> Take technology and chemistry in your face, bitch. Oh, a after Buffy hits it with the fire extinguisher, she does decapitate it, mind you. Yes. So it wasn't the fire extinguisher didn't kill it, but it did allow her to actually kill it. And notice, minus that it was with a shell, she did, in fact, put the fire out and then kill it. So Dawn was right. Yeah. It just didn't happen exactly the same way. It just yeah. didn't happen literally in the ocean and with a shell. Yeah. But, yeah, striking similarity. I, I The way I read this, it felt like there was little nuggets of truth of what was going on throughout those stories. Yeah. So it looks like we cut to slightly later where Giles is spraying the fire extinguisher on the corpse just yeah. to make sure that it's totally out. Buffy's interrogating Dawn just a little bit while they're, why were they telling all these stories about her and Angel? Dawn kind of plays dumb. Yeah. And then we cut over to Xander and Willow at the round table. Xander wants to know what spell exactly she was casting uh, and then what ingredient she went to buy. And she's like, oh, it, it doesn't really matter anymore. And it's not important. Yeah, it's <laughs> not important. But cut to it being important. Uh, <laughs> no, Willow actually summoned the demon and wanted the demon to find out from Buffy what happened with her and Angel. And the demon misinterprets what she says to hunting her down to rip out her heart and bring it to Willow. Yeah, I, I really love how this line goes. She chants specifically, compel her, oh spirit. Buffy holds a secret in her heart. Make her speak of her encounter with the vampire called Angel. Open her up. Let us see. Compel. And the demon says, I will find her. I will open her. I will bring you her heart. She's like, that's not what I meant. <laughs> As it runs out the door, yeah. which is actually hilarious. It is. It is. <laughs> it it definitely makes me kind of wish like that was actually a scene from the show. Right? Yeah. I imagine we're going to get that sensation a lot if we start reading more of the comic yes. books. Yes. Yes. I'm hoping... And assuming there's going to be a lot of good moments in them. 
Um, but yeah, so we kind of set it out of order. We go back to Xander, yeah, who for once cannot see her vision through the fourth yeah. wall, and she's this is where she's like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. It all turned out okay. <laughs> the end. Yeah, Gerarg. Gerarg. Is this for me? I must be ready. I need my strength. Strength. Give, 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 give me more. Nights I shall give, walk give, in here. Hold on. You've got something here. Huh? <laughs> so, what do you think about this comic book, Josh? Rex, I cannot explain to you how super, super pissed I right? am right now. Right? I am so fucking angry. I wanted the writers to tell me unequivocally what the fuck happened between Buffy and Angel. Not to give me some bullshit monster of the week. I needed them to scratch my fucking itch. Yes. And they only made it worse. You this, had one job. This comic book failed completely because it, the title, the whole premise is a fucking lie. It is. It absolutely is. And you want to know just how angry it made me, Josh? Because I have a gift for you. <laughs> Go on. I went to the fucking wiki, the fan wiki of this fucking, the article for this fucking comic book uh -huh. and wrote the entire fucking synopsis in. <laughs> because it pissed me off so much. Because if you remember when we looked it up on the wiki, it didn't say the synopsis of the fucking comic. Oh. And if it had, we would have fucking known beforehand that it was not about that. Good call. And I was so fucking angry. Immediately after finishing my notes, I'm like, no, fuck this. I'm so fucking pissed. I signed up <laughs> wow. for the fucking website, edited the fucking article, and wrote the fucking synopsis in. Uh... I don't think I've ever seen you quite so pissed I, about this type of thing. There, there's a couple I've of reasons. I've seen you more pissed, obviously, yeah, but... There, there's, a couple, there's a couple of key <laughs> reasons. There's a couple of key reasons why this makes me so fucking angry. First off, you paid $10 for this. <laughs> and, like, it paid, was, it was slightly entertaining. That, it was slightly entertaining and all that, but this was not what was promised, and this was not worth it. No. So, A, that's what pissed me off. But, B, the other aspect of what pisses me off here is I have been learning for a couple of years now about writing. I'm currently writing a novel. I have been working really, really hard to understand storytelling. Mm. And one of the key, basic, fucking fundamentals of writing literally anything is that at the very beginning of the story, you make a promise to your reader and the only way that a story works is if you take that promise and you fucking deliver it and you keep it and you give them a payoff and this is a fucking lie this was a goddamn money grab bullshit trick yep so what i will say is you know was the story on its own cute and fun and spot on for all the characters involved yes yeah absolutely not fucking good enough. Exactly. That is. This is not, not what we fucking want. That is not what I signed on for. I oh, I'm so fucking livid. The worst. So fucking, livid. The worst fucking cock tease ever. Yeah. Oh, really, and really, like, and like disillusioned with, with some of the aspects of how you read the fucking story. You get the idea that the the truth of what happened with Buffy and Angel is kind of hinted at. Like what I read. 
in in between the panels and so to speak is that they in fact did meet at like a fucking Denny's in a goddamn Oxnard and sat down and had a fucking conversation and I think that Buffy in fact did tell Angel that she was in heaven very probably but I ugh, mm-hmm. I'm so fucking angry yeah no character needed to be in this besides Buffy and Angel that we, was all we wanted. Exactly. Like, and for fuck's sake, the cover is a lie. The cover is a lie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just, I, I fucking studied making comic books for years of my life. <laughs> and this, this fucking fails on every goddamn level. I don't know about every level, but most of them. The ones that were important. Yeah. Yeah. So. I want to write an angry letter to Dark Horse Comics. <laughs> it's a oh, real great. That's just the publisher, dude. Like, uh, no, Dark Horse Comics doesn't have a. Fu- nobody, nobody who had any hand in this comic has any fucking control of anything involved in this anymore. It's too fucking far after it, but it's yeah. still just. No, the, the fucking culprit is Jane. She's the culprit. You're on our shit list, Jane. <laughs> you are on our shit list. Well, I we should interview uh, her next. And like in a darkly lit room. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, st- now, interrogate the shit out of her. If you if you go to the fucking uh Buffy fan wiki and and pull up reunion and read the synopsis, I fucking wrote that. Nice. I fucking wrote that because I was so livid. <laughs> Yeah, so this is uh, a great way to introduce our listeners to the idea that uh, we might be doing lots more comic books on uh, on Beer with Buffy and uh, possibly offering them as uh, exclusive Patreon content. Yeah. So we'd like to hear from our Patreon subscribers, or our doodle-doos, if you will, our executive doodle-doos, if that is something you'd be interested in. Yeah, and because uh, you did, you picked up more comic books than rather than just this one. I've got a few more. I mean, there's metric fuck-tons of them. Oh, yeah. We would want to just get the entire anthologies yeah. um, and invest in those if we wanted to start doing this seriously. Um, and also, it's, it's an idea that... After season seven, there's still eight, nine, and ten yeah. in the comic books. Maybe more. I'm not sure. Um, but then there's probably dozens, if not hundreds, or even a couple thousand of these little mini issues that happen between episodes and right. and are or not even between episodes, but are full on offshoots, basically spinoffs. I've got a three issue set of Oz comics that continue the story of what happens to Oz after he leaves the show in season four. And right. uh, that's probably the next one that we will hit up because, you know, obviously we're well long past season four, um, but that's something that I would be interested in in reviewing. And we might condense it down into only one or two episodes instead of doing a full ass episode for each comic. Right. So now at the very least, do you, do you maybe at least have a quote of the day out of this? Yeah, I can dig up a quote of the day. I think I'm going to go back to the beginning where Anya, they've just stepped back into the storefront side of the magic box and she's listening through the door and she <laughs> says, I hear thumping and muted English pain. She did it again. Yeah, I, I actually almost picked that one too. Hmm. 
I'm going to go with the tail end of Xander's story after the L kills the demon in narration. Anya says, that could kill it? A falling L? I don't buy it. And then Don replies with, it's dumb. (laughs) And I give it to that because of most of the lines here, those two lines, I can fucking see the actors' faces. Right. I can see exactly the way Don would say, it's dumb. <laughs> like, the delivery, everything. And she's right. It's it's mostly dumb because what the hell made it fall over? Right. Yeah. I mean, it's not dumb because actually the size of those letters actually would fucking yeah. crush oh, the God, shit yeah. <laughs> out of anything yeah. in its path. Um, also, they're like made of steel or something. But yeah, they? yeah, they're super sturdy. I, I played Grand Theft Auto Five. <laughs> okay, <laughs> you know everything I've, about Hollywood. I've climbed that L several times, if you don't mind. <laughs> Except I don't think it's not called Hollywood. There, I forget what it is called in Grand Theft Auto. And then the last thing I want to do is I want to kind of touch on the artwork. Okay. Um, but not just the artwork, uh, the ink, the color, and most importantly, what is called panel layout. Okay. Mm. So like I said, I wanted to be a comic book artist when I was younger. I studied this shit a lot mm. before I graduated high school. There is good panel layout and bad panel layout. And it's as important as cinematography is Hmm. or cinematography and uh, choreography. Right. Because with a comic book, you the art you're drawing has to make sense and you can't like switching sides where the characters are on panels, things of that nature. And for the most part, the art in this is okay, And the panel layout is okay there's no real there's no real like egregious moments but with the 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 artists we have the the main the main story the the uh i guess we call it the external narrative of them in the the magic shop that's drawn by paul lee and brian horton um and that's okay it's solid it's a little heavy-handed on the the lines like you'll notice how just the the lines seem really heavy. It makes everyone seem extra bulky. Okay. Then we have the first story, which is drawn by China Clugston Major. And I kind of hate it because it's very anime. It it's a way, feels way too cartoony. But it also does kind of reflect how bad Xander is at telling stories. Yeah. You know, now that you mention it, I guess... I did notice that the the art was wildly varying throughout, but I figured it was like the same artist making the choice to do different styles. Nope. Uh, turns out all of these artists are artists who worked on the Buffy comic series hmm. like collectively. Mm-hmm. And this book was kind of a, hey, everyone gets to contribute sort of thing. Okay. Um, and which then, is nice. Yeah, which is nice. Kind of. Uh, and then story two, which is Dawn's story, that's the one that actually is a bit egregious because that's the one that suffers from the, oh, we have to show both her boobs and her whole ass. Yeah. 
And like that, the one panel, these two panels right here with Buffy fighting the demon, like I know our our listeners can't see him, but like it's that that's pretty egregious. Yeah. And I wish we could just scan it and post it for you guys, but that probably wouldn't go over yeah, well. Yeah, that's called copyright infringement. Yeah, what are you going <laughs> to do? Um, and then Dawn's story, that's drawn by Randy Green and Rick Ketchum. So hmm. obviously drawn by men. Right. Yeah. And then Anya's story is drawn by Eric Powell. And dude, dude. Eric Powell is the best artist in this fucking book. Yeah. Look at these pages. When they're in the Denny's, that was the first time where I said, oh, that actually looks like Angel. Yeah, that actually looks like Angel. Like, that actually looks like Buffy. But also, like, I'm I'm always a big fan of the really heavy shadow on faces and and stuff like that. Mm. um, Because it it sets a specific kind of mood. Yeah. And it sets the kind of mood that you expect from Buffy. Mm-hmm. No, that it. They're all the the whole show's darker lit, sure. And this this reflects that. So like this artist, uh, Eric Powell, I think is by far the best in the book. And also like the fire demon and whatnot, and the rabbit look fantastic in his artwork. Yeah, and like I'd say second best is the external narrative, real world. Yeah, the real world, but it's still not as great. Like. Uh, one thing that really bothered me is uh, this panel here. Her eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody was in a hurry. And well, that that's mainly that is brought about by bad inking. Hmm. Um. And for description, the way the inking is done on on Buffy's eyes in this particular panel, they make it look like the clown from It, where she's looking in both directions, like not cross-eyed, the opposite. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you'd call that. I don't know either. But yeah. And for the most part, as far as like the level of panel layout and everything, um, Eric Powell is also the best at that. Also had the most classic panel layouts because you'll notice how there's not weird overlaps of panels. Yeah. And if you look back at, say the really bad one you get the weird overlaps of panels yeah the overlap bothered me i don't like it when artists do this they're trying to be dynamic it doesn't work mm-hmm. it mostly just makes it confusing yeah you know and like the main artist as well did that overlapping panel thing uh-huh which again like because the this page in particular this top panel is on on the top of the page, but it's also like on the top of the stack. If these were all like photos. Yeah. And then the next two, the next panel is under that, but it's also under the third and fourth panel. That right there is bad panel design because that almost signifies that you should read these panels first. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The overlapping bugged me. Definitely. And this, this was a thing that my mentor, when I was learning how to draw comics, adamantly said, don't do this. Like, there is a reason you look at good classic comic books and you look at the panels and they're just fucking panels like this. Yeah. You very rarely break this. Um, You ever hear the idea of you can't break a rule till you understand the rule? Yeah. And it's big in art, especially. But 
that's that's one of those big ones. You cannot break the rule till you understand the rule. And if you're not able to just do it as a fundamental aspect of your work, then it just doesn't work very yeah. well. I was a theater major and there's there's lots of little rules that you learn yeah. about stage acting and scene design, et, exactly. et cetera, kind of stuff. And I think one of the funniest stories somebody ever told me um, about that particular topic is that uh, they had a terrible teacher um, who didn't teach them all of these little rules. She would just put them all up on stage and say, all right, now break all the rules. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't work. You have to learn the rules before you yeah. can break them. The, I mean, not just learn them, but yeah. like you're saying, understand them as well. I haven't really drawn regularly in years, but there is there are a few characters that I've drawn on and off. And one of my characters that I, I've drawn for years, uh, he has very weird anatomy. But it works. And the reason why his weird-ass anatomy works is, A, he's a monstrous sort of character. Mm -hmm. But, B... It works because I understand how to actually draw proper anatomy. Like you, you get the like the panel where the woman is drawn so her ass and boobs are all visible. That's wrong anatomy. It looks wrong. It feels wrong, and that's a problem that existed big time in the nineties. Um, Rob Liefeld is the worst <laughs> comic book artist that ever made fuck tons of money. Um, he's actually responsible for creating Deadpool. The creator of Deadpool was one of the worst comic book artists ever and made fuck tons of money doing it. And if you ever like get a chance to pull up on YouTube any rants about Rob Liefeld, it's some amazingly bad art. But the point is, is he didn't learn proper anatomy, so he couldn't draw proper anatomy. So when he tried to draw things that looked like exaggerated it looks wrong because you don't understand the real way to do it and you can't make it look exaggerated in a way that looks good. Mm -hmm. But anyway, all this is to say is I just really, I really love being able to pull out of my ass this fucking knowledge that I had from when I was a fucking child. Yeah. And everything you're saying makes sense. And I'm glad that we've got that to uh, stack on top of our, absolute loathing yeah, I, for oh God, just being I'm fucked so in the ass on the angry. story here ah man and like that, like that's almost as bad like getting my hopes up about that and being just slapped in the face is almost as bad as valve software not giving us episode three of half-life <laughs> half-life two yeah and like this is what this feels like. So all those times when you get all those fanboys who like um, rage when like a movie is made of of their favorite IP or something, yep. and they like don't particularly like the casting of someone. Like oh, they casted someone as black who they feel shouldn't be black or something like that. Mm -hmm. Like they're yelling about oh, it's disservice to the fan. It's ruining the material. This is real disservice to the fans <laughs> like this really is because this is you promised me something that i like i've always been curious about what the fuck happened in that moment like all of us are yeah we are like and you give it you're like, like oh here i will give you this but nope fuck you yeah it's crazy that they put it in the tv show and just 
completely refuse to give us any information yeah. about it. And then this is supposed to be the uh, the bandage to that. And then that just fucks us too. It, it would actually be better if there would never have been anything hinting I agree. at what actually happened. Yeah. But this this is like Like what was the point? Exactly. Exactly. It's it's fucking rude. Yeah. It's fucking rude. Goddamn rude. <laughs> Oh, first world problems, but it's yes. rude. <laughs> Woof. First world fandom problems. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, are you are you yeah, done, I, are you I'm, done ranting? I'm done ranting. <laughs> I'm done ranting. All right. Me too. Me too. Thanks for sticking with us, everyone. Thanks for listening. Uh, if you if you like that, get in touch with us. Let us know. And what I said earlier about uh, doing more of these. Um, yeah, we have more comics. We we have an interest in doing them. Um, if if you have other thoughts on it, let us know. And uh, we're always open to new ideas, other ideas. Just uh, in general, pluggables here. Follow us on Twitter or don't. We're pretty much done with it. Like us on Facebook. That's the main social media that we are into because we are old. If you'd like to buy some of our stuff, we have hoodies, mugs, stickers, and other stuff that is cool with our logo on it. Head on over to www.beerwithbuffy.com slash shop to buy those things and help support us. It's fun. If you'd like to support us financially and you don't want to clutter up your, you know, whatever, uh, head on over to patreon.com slash beerwithbuffy and pick up one of our perks. Uh, the best thing you can do to help us out if you are on a budget is review us on iTunes. In fact, even if you're not on a budget, that's still the best thing you can do to help us. It improves our algorithm and gets us seen by and heard by more people. Yep. Um, one of the best ways to contact us is by email at beerwithbuffy at gmail.com. You can also leave us a voicemail or text us at 269-743-0783. Lastly, but not leastly, as always, a big shout out to JJ Treadway for all of our opening, closing, and transitional music. This has been a special episode of Beer with Buffy. I'm Josh. I'm Rex. Have a good night. I'm going to go straight to a convention and find somebody to yell at. <laughs> done why are we watching this <laughs>